0: Graham Norton here on the Graham Norton Radio Show with waiters for another podcast. Let's get cracking, shall we? Nick Frost pops in to tell me all about his new cookbook slash memoir. And it's the start of Black History Month here at Virgin Radio. Michael Riley joins me to tell us all about the Sunday shows he'll be presenting. Angela Scanlon has our second Strictly Come Dancing update for us. And of course, Maria McCurlin is here and we'll be putting our heads together to answer your dilemmas in Graham's guide. Here she is now. Hello, Maria.
1: Yes, I that is me good morning happy Sunday
0: happy Sunday to you Oh, hot drinks arriving well yes done. thank you. you you're so special yeah. thank
1: you very much thank you very much uh, how are you yes good what was your who was your 70th birthday party uh, Jill oh Jill yes. happy yes. birthday Jill yes. I didn't hear nice. who it was um what did you oh you went that uh did you see any strictly um no but I read a report did you? You're on it like a bonnet. Have we got Angela this year? We do. This year, this, this week, this,
0: this year she's in it. Yes. <laughs> do you remember we tried to talk to her last year and she wasn't in it, and it was very disappointing. No. Every week yeah, we every tried. Every week. <laughs> How did Angela do? She's not in it, Maria. <laughs> this year she's in it. Um, Hooray! Right. She did a, a. She did something
1: fancy. What did she do? She I tell you what she did. She did a drive with Carlos.
0: Okay. This is. Uh, a little message from Angela. Hopefully, she's heaving and panting. Let's find out. Here we go.
1: Graeme
2: and Maria, hello. Hello, hello, hi. Um, I am lying down with the bloodied heels <laughs> post jive.
0: Jive, um, that was a jive. Yeah,
1: that's My what love. I said.
2: I love the jive, I loved it so much. I mean it was absolute torture. I've had two babies naturally (laughs) and this was harder and it only lasted a minute and a half. (laughs) But I had an absolute ball. I mean when I heard we were doing the jive I felt very nostalgic because I just remember my aunties and parents doing jives at a wedding. Anyway, I never saw this particular flavour of jive at a wedding. So it was a bit of a shock to the system, I'm not going to lie, but yeah, I absolutely loved it and uh, thankfully my nerves didn't get the better of me this week. So onwards we go.
0: Well done, that woman. Uh, she did she, she did very well in the scoring, didn't she?
1: She did. And um, I think Shirley really play, praised her legs. She has got very good legs. She did remind me, I know she's Irish and I'm now sort of tarring her with that particular brush, but she did remind me a lot with her legs and how they moved of the sort of Irish dancing, which is all about, you know, keeping their upper body still and the. Yes, lower and body. she's got
0: the lovely red locks, of course. She's well. looked, she looked
1: yeah. absolutely beautiful. And also Bobby Brazier, who has slightly stolen my heart.
0: He's got a win, isn't he?
1: No. Uh, Amanda Abington and Giovanni shucking each other around all over the place and of course Leighton and Nikita because he's already good he was in, everyone's talking about Jamie it's a same sex pairing and there's, it was brilliant it was brilliant it was only week two so journey where's the journey where's the journey come you know, on guys stop being so good we don't like it so did you do any dancing at your birthday party do you know i did not where was it no anywhere nice uh, it was in islington
0: uh-huh. and it was very nice it was all lovely and uh but i i i, guess I probably will have, have a little recap on strictly when i get home i'll, re- I'll watch some of the things because what's good about watching it the next day is it's a lot shorter
1: yes <laughs> Yes, well, that's. What, I mean, you're watching the eliminations show because they do a kind of an update. About, oh yeah, just about do that about seven o'clock. I think it is yeah, seven fifteen. Yeah, 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 yeah. They do an update and then you see who got eliminated. But do you know
0: what's nice about having Strictly in the world is it like it's something to talk about. It is people do watch it. It's one of those few things that people kind of watch at the same time. Yeah. So when I call my mother today, my mother will have a recap and yes. she'll uh, probably you know having liked Angela last week, she may have gone off her. We well, don't know. Your
1: mother is very mercurial. As we know yes, yes. You don't know what it is You've done to offend her But suddenly You're strict non-speakers And that's the end of that Um, No, I mean A bit like your show on Friday It's one of those things Where you can just forget All the horror That's going on in the world And just look at Sparkly sequins And celebrities Getting very sore feet I mean, well done, Angela I think you're She got herself Out of the middle part Of the board And now she's further Up the top of the board But is
0: the other Angela Still higher than her?
1: Which other Angela?
0: Rippin'. Oh. Um, I think she is. Oh, is she? Yeah. No, because I thought, oh, Angela's done very well. And then I realised, oh, that was a rippen. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the Angela S is one below.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I do. I Of course, she's 78 and she's brilliant and she got her, her leg up and everything. But something about, it makes me feel something like, you know, being pushed around like Mrs. Overall um, by Kai. But I love okay. her and I think she's very good. OK. But I just, you know, at some point in our lives, our bodies don't want as <laughs> Wibbly as they should be. And that is a wibbly dance competition, isn't it?
0: Yeah. At some point, I think you you don't answer the phone when Strictly calls. <laughs> is that is what it, you're saying? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I, oh, I've never answered the call. <laughs> Ever answered the call. Uh, anyway, but good luck to her. And yes, absolutely. And obviously,
1: fit as a flea. I mean, you know, the thought of doing that at 78 is like, why? The thought why? of doing it
0: now. I mean, it's just,
1: yeah. Terrible. But terrible. I also feel there's a bit of patronising there. But anyway, that's for another time. All right, all right. All right. All right, all right yeah. We've got weeks Actually,
0: of this. Oh, that'd be quite good if they, just cho- if they decide not to do that and then just go, yeah, you were
1: terrible. <laughs> <laughs> You're too old. No, yeah. no. No one wants to see you dancing. Um, I think, who's going tonight, though? I'm, Ooh, <laughs> oh, good. Yes, yes, yes tell yes. us. I think ugh, Les Dennis. I know you said everybody loves Les, Les Dennis, but really, um, you know, the, even the judges couldn't talk about it. Eddie and Zara might be in trouble. Jody, Nikita—they're possibilities for the dance-off. Isn't Nikita dancing with Leighton? No, there's two Nikitas now. Oh, this is very confused. Two Angelas, two Nikitas—get it together, strictly. Yeah, really. What yeah. were they thinking? Yeah, you know, it's confusing. How hard is it to get celebrities <laughs> that don't have the same, same name, name. <laughs> or, or names we recognise? <laughs> <laughs> I never uh, said that you did. Uh, let's get some letters.
0: Virgin Radio. Virgin
1: Stop Off you now. Go. Okay. <clears throat> Dear Graham and Maria, my brother and I have been clearing out the house of my late mother for the last six months. We've been very much avoiding the topic of what we should do about the property. I have an inkling that he wants to keep the house, but I'm convinced that we should sell, as realistically, the location is terrible for either of us, and I don't think it's going to do him any good to hold on to purely for sentimental reasons. I don't know how to bring it up as we've been rather avoidant about these conversations, but I know it's time for it to be had. Please help me with how I should approach this. And that is from Harry in Doncaster. Um, Harry in Doncaster immediately makes me think, sell the house. He can buy a property, you can buy a property and start over no one should keep a property for sentimental reasons. That is going to hold you back. As neither of you are very good about confrontation, and it's been six months and I'm sorry about your mother, Um, I think you should go to a mediator to just talk things through. You present this to your brother as a kind of fait accompli. I think we need to talk some things through, maybe see a solicitor, maybe see a mediator, just so we know what we're on the same page. And then there's a third party in this terrible scenario that can help you, help you along, help you make decisions um, and put the points that you're feeling about your brother if he says, no, I want to keep it. I feel very sentimental about that house. It's where I grew up. Uh, Someone can put the point that, you know, but you don't work here. You don't live here. You don't all of this Uh, because, I mean, you can imagine can't you, two boys together trying to talk about something that is owie, painful in the heart because they've lost their mum and now, you know, they've got to get rid of the the family home. Yeah. But having just done it, you just have to do it and not turn back because we move forward. Yes, I mean, I,
0: surely, Harry, whatever happens, even if you wants to keep it, I, presumably there was a will, I'm guessing, so you jointly now own this house, the two of you. So I think it's quite easy to kind of go, well, I guess we should get the house valued. Yeah. Because whatever happens... You need to get the house valued because Harry's not giving his brother half a house.
1: No, you see already there's a. You can see why nobody has, yeah, uh, no has, has to brought this it. up because he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to have that conversation with Harry. Doesn't want to have it with his brother because his brother won't have half the money that he can give. I'm assuming maybe he does, but why does he want the mother's house if that's the case? Um, he won't have. He won't be able to buy Harry out. Yeah. So it has
0: to be sold. I mean, I suppose is there a I mean, they've they've cleaned it out now. Um, I suppose if if your brother is literally, just isn't ready yet, you can wait a little bit, maybe. You could rent it out for a while. I mean, do you
1: think the brother lived there with the mother?
0: Well, maybe it's a family home. Maybe they grew up there.
1: Well, yeah, I know, but brother is not young, is he? Well, I don't know, I'm but
0: but it also there yes, is sentimental yes, yes. things. But it, and, I mean, if, if it had been that's...
1: if it had been his home, I was yeah. going to say, then that is a different story. You're going from losing your mum and then you're losing your home. But it strikes me that they've been clearing out the house. That it's neither of them have been living there, but the, it's yeah. a sentimental family. Home. Yeah,
0: because it's the family. Home, it's where you grew up. Yeah, Harry, I think maybe you're worrying too much because when
1: you say I have an inkling, what does that even mean? I think he knows that Harry wants to live there. No, Harry doesn't. Oh, no, no, uh, his brother wants yeah, to live yeah. there, sorry. Yeah. I wish we had the brother's name. Yeah. And we could call them both by name Larry. Okay, let's say Larry.
0: Larry. Um, uh, yeah, Maybe Larry's kind of just looking wistfully out the window and kind of, I don't know. But you have an inkling, but I think you, it, it's not a, a nice conversation to have. But the fact you've, but I think you've done a harder thing than have this conversation. By clearing out the house. Yeah, well done. The two of you together have worked hard to clear this house out. That is the most miserable job, horrible, horrible job. You've done that. So don't shy away from this conversation. Yeah, I think
1: Harry has more of an inkling than he's letting on about Larry wanting to stay there. Uh, Otherwise, this conversation would have come up. They've spent six months clearing out cupboards and so on you know at some point you kind of go I wonder how much this property is worth uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. but it sounds to me like it's a strict no go the area or Larry's,
0: Larry's going this would make a nice kids room mm, my study in here maybe
1: uh, <laughs> I'm going to wallpaper this room <laughs> yeah I have an
0: inkling he wants to stay here <laughs> I think there's more of an inkling uh, yes I, but
1: we're not solving the problem how yeah, do no, they but, do uh, it? but
0: I just well I would say Harry uh, be brave because actually like I say you've done You've a really hard brave. thing. You've been really brave. It doesn't. It doesn't take much. If your brother wants to keep the house, if that's really what he wants, then it is a problem because then you do have to kind of navigate that and kind of go, okay. Well, if you could afford to buy it, buy it. Um, but you know, what? How, there's no reason why Harry should give your brother half wow.
1: a house. You can really see just with this one. One problem, which is quite easy, how people fall out. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just where there's a will, there's a family. People, everybody needs to make it very clear what your wishes are. And also, people go nuts. I'm sure Larry
0: had no, like, I wonder how often Larry even went back to this house when the mom was there. So suddenly, the mom has gone and suddenly there's this weird thing that happens. Kind of like, oh, I can't let go of house.
1: Let go of a house. Well, it's holding on to mum, isn't it? And yeah, holding on to childhood and yeah. holding on to history. And that will never do you any good. But
0: it, but I, I think it happens to people where the person it happens to was not that person. Like, I'm sure Harry They turn into yeah, Billy Bonkers' Yeah, person. something happens to them in grief where suddenly, you know, they're holding on to a, a window box going, no, not this. And it's just... <laughs> it, it's just it, I, I don't know why that happens, but it does. Well, grief. yeah. So, Harry, be kind to your brother because he may be going through this, but uh, equally, you can't give him half a house. Uh, Again, this is actually a really good one for listeners because I'm sure so many people have been confronted by this sort of... uh,
1: They shouldn't really need a mediator. This is your brother, but if you do, then, you know, they are available. But I think Graham is right. You just hit it head on and say, I suppose we should get the house valued. And then see what he says. Then the conversation is started.
0: Yeah. the Responses, part one One of my favourite responders today. Listen to this. The favourite responders today will be getting a Waitrose Steak Pie. Oh, lovely. Waitrose Steak Pie. British beef with a savoury gravy encased in short pastry. Comes in a lovely box. That is what my favourite responder is getting today. Michelle's in Sheffield. My brother and I were in the same situation last year. He mentioned we should keep the house for renting, and I wanted to sell but didn't say... But in time, as we cleared the house, when we finally had the conversation, he had been feeling more and more that he wanted to sell. The relief when we finally spoke about it was massive. Grief evolves. He might have changed his mind. Just speak with him. And in the, in, in the end, Michelle, you're absolutely right. Harry just has to talk to his brother. Um. And it, hopefully it won't be a big confrontation. You won't fall out. But, you know whatever happens the conversation has to Paul is also in Rutland see I told you we're big in Rutland They will have to do probate. Ah, you are so right, Paul. Uh, Which will mean they have to value the property. So use that as a starter, as there will be inheritance tax to pay, whether they sell or not. Paul, you're a genius. Of course there'll be probate, and you will have to value the property. Uh, Paul is a Lincoln. If he can't say it to his brother, write a letter to him. Explain it's difficult to talk about it face to face. Then list the options. Sell it rent he could ask his brother if he feels there are any other options the letter will start them talking hopefully okay and Gary from Horwich, it may be that his brother is thinking the same thing about Harry. As neither have discussed it, his brother will probably be very relieved when he suggests selling it. Take the bull by the horns, and all will work out. Thank you very much, Gary. Uh, the steak pie has to go to Paul in Rutland for his very sensible advice. Thank you so much. Graham's
1: guide. <laughs> To, I get to look forward to the German um, for the second problem <laughs> and the Kenneth Williams grunt that comes after him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, dear Graham and Maria. Yeah. Dear Graham and Maria, I've been with my partner for almost 20 years. We have a seven-year-old son and emigrated to Australia from the UK 15 years ago. A lot in there. Mm. We've always had a tumultuous relationship but were always bound by having the same values and morals. In the last couple of years, I've noticed a change with this... On his side. It began during COVID. I think you know where this is going. When he started listening to podcasts at work instead of the radio, which he'd never really done before. I feel this has sent him down a rabbit hole, and I have noticed how he's becoming narrow minded and uncompassionate about lots of topics that we would once have been on the same page about in the past, including people like Donald Trump. I feel so distressed by this and the thought that someone who feels this way is sharing a home with me, let alone bringing up our child with me. It makes me feel a bit sick. That escalated fast, didn't it? I've tried to look for help on about this online but can't find anything. I've tried to turn a blind eye but it's making me resentful towards him and it's showing in other aspects of our relationship. I've tried talking to him about it but he says he should be able to have his own opinions. I don't know what to do should i just get out now i have no family in australia and only a few friends so i'd feel a bit lost but i just don't know what else i can do please help and that is from sarah in adelaide in australia oh sarah this is a really tricky one because you know 20 years is a long time people change life changes but you know it's the narrow-mindedness and the trumpism and the lacking in compassion these are things that kind of i don't blame you for resenting him because you think where is that man that i knew and that i started to go out with now he's turned into a mad conspiracy theorist and is lacking in any sense of compassion and is blinkered i mean, i I don't know, I, th- I do think it's one of those, he wants to have his own opinions, and if it, he kept them to himself, that would be fine, but they're spilling over into your relationship, and more importantly, into the relationship he has with your son and his son, um, who is seven years old. So, I mean, I guess you are prime candidates for some form of marital counselling, but I, again, I will say, it's not all about keeping you together sometimes marital counselling is finding out how you can split up
0: yeah because it strikes me that uh, someone who's gone down this kind of rabbit hole of stuff and conspiracies and you know uh, everyone's out to get us and everyone's you know uh, it's all a lie blah 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 he will be judging you sarah he'll think you're an idiot because you haven't, you don't, you don't understand what's really going on in the world. So it's you're kind of doomed both ways.
1: I know that is the problem because you cannot reason with people who have sort of lost reason, yeah. um, in some way. And the more you try and argue that point, it just to well, them... it, well, It's
0: all that that. Well, you would say that. Yeah. Oh well, they've made you say that. Yeah. They've manipulated you, and you know. So unless you get him deprogrammed,
1: uh, <laughs> how do you do that? Can you, you pull the it? plug
0: out. Well, <laughs> Wait 10 seconds and I'm then plug him back, back in, in again. again. <laughs> yeah. try, the, try that, Sarah. I mean, I really feel for you because, you know, you've been with this man. You love this man. He's but the father that, of your son. But that man seems to be gone. And I'm not sure. I maybe people listening to this will kind of go, oh, this happened to me. But actually, uh, this happened and they came back to me. You know, they watched something which revealed, oh, actually the things i believe are nonsense but i don't think so i think once you've decided the once earth is get flat once you've yeah, you decided the earth is flat nothing's going to convince you it's not no and no for, amount no amount of globes no and even if you push
1: them off the edge <laughs> the, <laughs> uh, um i feel for her and i just think I, I for once i feel there isn't an alternative to this and yeah. that should be Crazy. It should sound crazy because you know it's just that he's been listening to some things and changed his mind on stuff. But that's enough.
0: It really is. Particularly when you when you spend a lot of time listening to them, you go you go deep, and it, it is. A, I don't know what it is. It's and also I suppose. Sarah you know it's too late now but you look back and you kind of go oh actually
1: there were he, signs
0: there were signs he was that he was looking for he was looking for you know excuses or he's looking for whatever
1: reason uh-huh. it, it's it, but the problem is it's imperative to these people that they convince others of their rightness you can't just go oh I'm I, this is how I feel and then keep quiet about it they want to convince others of their rightness so they keep wanging on about it and that's difficult yeah. with a son I think
0: yeah don't 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 let him listen to this because we're just mainstream media we're crazy
1: <laughs> we're, we're just bots in fact yeah, aren't we
0: yeah we're just enabling we're just enabling the system
1: I've been programmed <laughs> not to answer this problem because I don't know how I haven't got the right, right data sorry uh, yeah
0: well, they would tell you to leave me wouldn't they yeah uh, I honestly Sarah we're laughing but you are no I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not are, laughing well, at Sarah yeah, I'm but, laughing no, at her no but uh, I, I, I I hope I hope Sarah's the only one listening to this who's going through this problem, but I have an awful feeling she's not. I'm sure other people, someone I know, uh, they've fallen out with their mother because their mother has gone down this rabbit hole of stuff. It's just, yeah, weird, weird, weird. Our responses, part two. And again, my favourite responders will be getting that Waitrose steak pie. Mmm, chunks of tender British chuck steak braised in a rich gravy. Oh, yeah. It's in a box Lynn says Things seem to have escalated Very fast comparatively Is there any chance Of seeing a relationship counsellor To open channels Of communication between you Before you make any Life-changing decisions Then at least You've tried to find the man You first fell in love with And that is isn't true You're right It's very fast So maybe don't give up Too quickly But yeah I, I, mm. uh, Lisa from Andover The writing is on the wall here Confirmation bias is a real thing. Because of the thing her husband has chosen to listen to or line up online, his social media stream, etc., will be full of similar content because of cookies, etc., which will just reinforce his way of thinking. So it's not going to get better, and it's not going to get any better soon. Speak to him and explain the consequences of them splitting up. If this doesn't have any impact, then it's time to walk, for the sake of your son primarily. Maybe come home to the UK where you do know people. It could be time for big change that holds lots of positives. Sometimes looking back at a catalyst has you feeling grateful for the push you needed to change your life. Good luck. And you. I mean, that's a nice way of looking at it, Lisa, that maybe this is the start of a a new chapter and a better chapter. Covid and Brexit changed everything forever. Do you see yourself living with a bigot for the rest of your life? I think not. Do you want this man moulding your child's views into his? Leave as soon as you can. Sorry, it's not a positive message. And that is from Tony. Um. Stay pie to Lisa. Lisa from Andover steak pie because yes you saw the writing on the wall but you, you found a sort of silver lining hopefully and, and that's all uh, we can um, really hope for at all.
3: The Graham Norton Radio Show with Waitrose. Food to feel good about. Virgin
0: Radio. What a joy to welcome to the show Nick Frost. One, of the, one of the lovely people. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having I, me. <laughs> yeah, no thank you for this book. Uh, it's just gorgeous. A Slice of Fried Gold. Was it all going to be this hybrid or did you start writing a memoir and it morphed or did you start writing a cookbook and it morphed?
4: Yeah it was a cookbook but then I didn't want to do that thing I always think it's kind of a bit boring when a celebrity endorses a brand of cat food or I never see the point of it so I thought well I do cook and I love cooking so let me let me write down everything I can cook which was about 300 things and techniques I know and things that I find interesting within the world of cookery and food and then let me see if I can pack that out with comedy and memoir and and uh, yeah I did it that way and I felt like I had something which wasn't uh,
0: it felt real, you know, it felt like. But also, it, it, you it, it's a proper read. I mean, I think yeah. cookbook would make people think it's recipes. It's not. Re- <laughs> no. it, it, I mean, they're in there. Uh, yeah.
4: I mean, I'd say from a legal standpoint, don't try any of the recipes. <laughs> I mean, you will
0: perish. One of you will perish. Yeah. The Mary Berry <laughs> domestic science teacher has not. Okay.
4: Yes, yeah, she has not. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I just wanted it to be fun and also kind of heartfelt. And, you know, I think there's a thing there in terms of I don't have my parents anymore, but the, I have things that they used to cook for us yeah. and they taste exactly the same when I do it. So, you know, it, it, in as much as I can make, not make my children eat those things, but they <laughs> love those things too. And it's like, well, you will know my parents through that in, yeah. a, in a way, you know. And um, You speak
0: or oh, write so beautifully about being a parent like I'm not I'm not a dad but I've always imagined if I was a dad I'd feel the way you talk in the book (laughs) whereas parents don't really confess about how hard it is yeah it is
4: hard and and I'm not great at it all the time and I think it's it's I think it's it's all right to fail it's all right you know and I often say to my own kids look I'm, I'm just not that good at this right now I've never I heard someone say it the other day, which was a really nice way of putting it saying to your kids, "I've never done this before. you know <laughs> bear with me, you know uh, and unfortunately, I've got a 12 year old as well, so he, he he's the real messed up one, and then the others will be slightly less messed
0: up as I refine my fathering. Okay, very good no, I love that thing you say about you know you want your kids to be happy all the time, but then you've got to punish them
4: yeah yeah i mean and i hate it i mean i'm not a big punisher anyway i'm kind of a especially with my older boy i'm just like i'm never sure it works and i never want to be that guy you know if i can just kind of sit we sit in the car and i have a little word or we talk about hey this is what i did and this is how i messed up and you know, I, I think it's more tangible for them to think. All oh, right, well.
0: And is cooking and feeding is that your job, or are they getting involved now? Do they have they found a love of it? No, I hate them being in the
4: kitchen because I, you know, <laughs> being be a kind of a, a weird, brainy ADHD mindset, it's like, okay, my carrots live here, and this is where the <laughs> knife goes, and my onion sits here, and you know, as soon as they they're in, and so they, they've all got these little stools that they drag around so they can get up high. and as soon as I can hear a stool being dragged into the kitchen. <laughs> I'm just, no, get out! Uh, but there's, you know, there are some bits that I have to just grin and just let them yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Will
0: you stir this, darling? You know, and it's, <laughs> yeah. st- Could you stir this st- wrong st- for yeah. daddy? Just
4: put this water into the toilet.
0: <laughs> um, and you mentioned being neurodiverse there, but, like, you're really neurodiverse, but you weren't diagnosed to, what, 47? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was there uh, was there a I crisis? Did something happen? 47? Yeah, yeah,
4: there was a crisis, and uh, I had to kind of be have rafts of mental tests for a long time, and and they said, okay, so you've got these things, and I've read this a lot actually. People who get diagnosed later on, they're like, ah, but it was like, oh, I see. Ah, uh, that explains me eating the same lunch every day for thirty years, and you know. I, I really, but but you know that said, I've lived my whole life like this, so and, and functioning, not just functioning, at a pretty high level. I yeah. mean, you know, well, it's different, it's weird because there is highs, but then it's also, yeah, I'm on a sofa for two months with a blanket on my head. Okay. You know, we don't it, see that. It, bit. No, yeah. it's it's those kind of, it's that you know, but it's um, you know, I tried to medicate for a while too, but it was it, it was just too much. It wasn't right for me, and I kind of figured that. I had done it for forty-seven years, so maybe the fact that even now, sitting here, I'm thinking of fifty other things, it, it it's all right. You know, I, I'm all right with it. You can do it. I, yes. Yeah. yeah. And it was weird when I when I medicated. It was weird when it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't there. You know, it was like walking into a big empty hangar and saying
3: hello, hello. Oh, hello. actually, I haven't thought about that. That must be
0: so weird if it stops. It was just. I didn't like the, the silence, you know. Yeah, I guess after 47 years, it would be hard to just kind of go, Yeah, Where oh. is everyone? <laughs> Guys? Uh, Alan? Well, I think particularly for creative people, because you kind of think, well, hang on, being that way made, you know, I was able yeah. to create all this amazing stuff. Yeah.
4: I think I hear this a lot too, that people think ADHD is like some kind of superpower. And uh, I, I think, I, I get it. I understand why you'd say that, but it's yeah. also... Uh, you know, crushingly painful if 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 it isn't if you're
0: if you're not that at that doing that at that point if you know what I mean. But also because your brain is that wired that way, do you think that also explains the comfort you find in cooking?
4: And- a hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, even just peeling vegetables and then slicing them. I mean, sometimes I do that when I'm not even cooking. <laughs> if my brain's in a certain way, I'm like, I'm now going to finally dice eight carrots. Wow! And I'll just sit and I'll finally dice eight carrots, and uh, and then you like ten minutes. You stand up and you are like, right, good, all right, all right. What are we do, you know, and then you can go on with it.
0: And you, I mean, it's interesting that you love cooking, but you you only cooked in restaurants for a little bit. Yeah, for about two years. Well, quite um, a long time,
4: yeah. And they let me do, you know, that's where I started to learn how to use a knife, and then you kind of go up, and I ended up on the broiler, which is like essentially. If you can imagine a, a massive barbecue inside a building. And was uh, this all
0: Chiquitos?
4: In? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I loved it. I loved I mean, again, that taps into that kind of mayhem of... That need for mayhem that ADHD gives me. And, you know, suddenly on a Saturday night, you have a little ticket machine, and whenever anyone orders something, the ticket machine makes this noise. <laughs> and so you would just hear that just constantly. Wow. And that meant you had to put on some chicken or a bit of
0: steak or some ribs. Or uh, I, I, loved it. I loved doing it. Nick Frost is my guest. His book, A Slice of Fried Gold, it is a collection of recipes. Well, cook it. It's it's how to make things. There's
4: bits of food in there. There's
0: a lot. No, I felt the beginning. You were kind of uh, quite memoiry and da da da. And then as it goes along, you become much more. It's like your confidence, yeah, right. As a, a cookery writer,
4: grew as you wrote the I book. I think I remembered it's meant to be a mem a food book <laughs> and not just
0: a <laughs> memoir. You know, um, there is because I, I, I think we're kind of I'm I think I'm older than you, but we're kind of of a similar age. Yeah. there's a weird thing where. Uh, bits of our childhood seem so kind of dickensian yeah just like well well that was that in my lifetime there's a story you tell in, in the book about custard which is so traumatic and yeah. awful uh, do you mind telling us no that story? not at all uh, when i went
4: to school it was lunchtime and i i'm guessing uh, i think i was probably a 10, maybe. Ooh. And I was there hanging out with my mates. We went and we got dessert, which was jam, roly-poly and custard. And to make them laugh, I got like three bits, three portions. Um, and I sat and I ate part of one and then I was just full. And then one of the kind of teachers came round and said, what, what are you doing? Why? What have you done here? Why aren't you eating this? I was like, oh, sorry, I'm just full and I was making... And then he said, essentially, you're now going to sit here until you finish it all. Um, and that that was at like half past 12 in the afternoon. And it became just a horrible war of attrition. And I was still there at, at four o'clock in the afternoon, having not wanting to move. And, you know, they cleared dinner around me. Oh. And, and he just sat there opposite me. And I just sat there and refusing to eat it. Uh, and then... Then my mum kicked the doors in of the, of the and like came in and uh, saved me. She was very fearsome and yeah. Uh, yeah, she was like foul. She was effing and blinding and she grabbed like she was then mad at me for some reason. Uh, but yeah, I got hauled out by my elbows and it was it was a real thing. But I think it's absolutely put me off custard and teachers
0: yeah well uh, teachers like what was going on in that man's head that he was having a war with a 10 year old about custard (laughs) yeah so what have you got have you got
4: nothing better to do (laughs) haven't you got a class to teach yeah I'm 10 (laughs) (laughs) I've got time yeah Uh, it was bad (laughs) and I think I say in the book too I think if a if someone did that to one of my kids, or a kid, it's like, what are you getting out yeah. of this? It's Hopefully weird. Hopefully that doesn't go on
0: anymore. I hope not. Yeah. We, we think not. We think not. And your mom I mean, you're, you you write really beautifully about your mother because there's a sort of bittersweet entry to yeah. cooking for you.
4: Yes. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, my mum my, my mom was a terrible alcoholic, and we have a terrible... I mean, we had a really tough time, and the older I got, the more I kind of hated her. Um... Because I didn't get it. I didn't understand why you would choose that over me, you know. Yeah. Um, and then when my mum died, then it's like, oh, okay, n- now I can't even tell you how I feel. So I think I spent a lot of time in my 30s and 40s just just utterly resenting that and, and that loss and that tragedy and not being able to do anything about it until I reached a point in my life where I was suddenly like, Oh, okay. Now I completely understand why you would do what you did. Yeah, and and it was only through that and and through the book and through the writing of these books that I I found just a hundred percent forgiveness for 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 her, you know. And through knowing what addiction is and knowing what addiction can do, and 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 that wasn't her. That wasn't who she was as a woman or, or a mother. She she was made to do that you know
0: yeah yeah and also that some of your lovely memories of of her are in food it's and, cooking uh, yeah.
4: yeah that's was part of it too yeah. it's like you know i'd like my kids to remember these bits of my mom not just the the, the bits i remember you know yeah. she was an amazing funny charming passionate fiery funny woman you know so she was all those things and and i think you know through these books my kids will have the chance to look at that and think, oh, she, you
0: know, she was this, but she's also that. Yeah, know? yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, <laughs> so I'm reading the book and, you're, you know, you seem to be really good. You start with bread. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, right. back off, Nick Frost. It's but easy. It's so, it's so it, not. You make it sound not. easy, but it's not. But you start with bread, then you do all the savoury stuff. And then you're kind of thinking, oh, okay, I get it. He cooks. And then along comes baking. I mean, right. that's, a, that's a, uh, you
4: do it all. But that's just having time and having that kind of brain where, you know, when I started to do bread, that was kind of during lockdown, as lots of people did it, but there was <laughs> there was time. I was doing three loaves a day because, like, the first one, when I cut into it, I was looking at it thinking, mm, I don't think it's proved enough. And then it's like, OK, well, it's still only 3 a.m., so let's do another one. And then you'd do that one slightly different, and then you'd have another one later on. You know, it was just that... I have that thing in me where I'm like, let's get it right, let's keep going, and let's let's improve it and try and perfect it. Which I think with bread is, is you, you can't. You know, I think yeah, there'll yeah. always be something a, slightly a weird hint of
0: mystery. Yeah, and because you're a cook, are you a good? Uh, guest are you a good customer uh, like do you enjoy eating other people's food I am face to face but then in the car <laughs>
4: home I'll always say yeah I needed more salt or you know but yeah generally, also I think there's that thing that apart from my mate Danny Brown who's just a fantastic cook so whenever I'm at Danny's I just sit back I'm like this is going to be great uh, but yeah, I mean, also I think because people know you you can cook and you love cooking, you're you're pretty good at it. You you tend to not be invited places. <laughs> yeah, Just because they're like, oh, I don't want to cook for him because he will be quite critical of it.
0: Yeah, and also, which, yeah, you feel black. which uh, which I am. Yeah, well, it's like you wouldn't invite Tom Daly to go diving. (laughs) No, 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 I wouldn't. (laughs) No, 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 you wouldn't. If he wanted to just come and do a few lengths, (laughs) that's fine. But uh, we're not diving together. No, that's never going to happen. And what about, you know, because it's such an obvious thing for you to do uh, some sort of television-y thing, or have people, yeah. have people approached you about doing cooking on, on
4: the box? Uh, not really, I mean I'm, there are bits and pieces, but yeah. I, nothing, uh, I, I I like to, I mean I think <clears throat> I think I think. my problem with that is, I, I think a lot of the, the, the cookery show is very kind of samey-samey they're all kind of the same Yeah. Um, I think it would be, if I could find something a different style of format and bring in the memoir part of it as kind of uh, written little sketches and and, and uh, you know an, a, an actual narrative that you'd shoot yeah. like a TV show. If you can have that floating around somewhere in there as well as, like, people coming in and we're having a laugh and yeah. chatting about being a dad or grief. or then yeah. He's thought f- about
0: it. It's that happening. Feel, <laughs> that feels fun, you know. <laughs> yeah. that, that
4: feels a nice, like, in that kind of more to White House vibe. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just people enjoying each other and then we enjoy watching that, yeah. you know.
0: Uh, well, listen, you should be so proud of this book. It's thank greatness. you. Uh, a Slice of Fried Gold is what it's called. It's out in hardback now. Uh, Nick Frost, thank you so much for coming to thank see you. us thank and you giving for up to your me. Sunday. Thank you, bye. Are you about to do a lunch now? Are you going home to cook lunch? or is it in the oven? Uh, no, we're having cheeseburgers on a barbecue. Oh, lovely. That sounds gorgeous. Still to come, Michael Riley joins me for the start of Black History Month on Virgin Radio. But first...
3: Come on, baby, tell me what's the word-a, word-a. word up,
0: word up. Word-up's the name of our competition and it's your chance to win a Graham Norton Waitrose gift box including a reusable drinks cup, Waitrose boot champagne, number one salted caramel truffles and a number one aged balsamic vinegar of Medina. There's lots in that box. OK, and... We have Kerry on the line hoping to win it. Hello, Kerry.
2: Hello, good
0: morning. Hi, morning to you. Where are you, Kerry? I'm
2: in
1: rainy Mid
0: Wales at the moment. Oh, where in Mid Wales?
1: Rainy Mid Wales. Oh,
0: Rainy Mid Wales. I thought it was the place name. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, it's very wet and be here today.
0: Oh, lovely. Are you on the move or just sat in Mid Wales no, in the rain? Just, just at home. Just at home today. Oh, okay. Any plans for your wet Sunday?
2: Uh, lovely ironing and washing up and all those lovely jobs ready for Monday ready for the week
0: I can see why you found time to enter the competition (laughs) 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 Mm, enter competition or do the ironing oh I'll talk to Graham
1: well no brainer really
0: (laughs) and tell me this are you a big Elton John fan
1: uh, I'm not a huge Elton John fan, but I do, yeah,
2: I do like him. I wouldn't class myself as a huge fan, but yes, I do, I do quite like
0: his song. All right, well, isn't Bernie Taupin who wrote all the lyrics, he's got to be in with Chris Evans on the, Chris, Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sinch Tomorrow Morning, uh, talking about his memoir, Scattershot. So, uh, we're going to play you a little bit of an Elton John song, and it's your job to see if you can know the missing word. Okay, so you can hear me, okay. you can hear me, Kerry, yeah? All's good? I can, yeah. Okay, yeah, pin your ears back, here we go. Alright, Carrie. What was the missing word? I
2: actually didn't hear where the gap was. I'm
0: Really sorry. Should we play it one more time? Let's play it one more time. The gap is okay. early on. The gap is early on. Here we go.
3: Okay.
0: Alright, we're back to we're back to the tense part. Uh, what what's the missing
1: word? I'm really
0: sorry. I have no idea. Oh, Kerry. I'm so oh, sorry. No. I'm so no. sorry. All right. Well, back to the ironing, I'm afraid. <laughs> there's, there's nothing for it. Take care. Thanks for, thanks for bringing in, Kerry. Bye. OK. Bye-bye. Bye. Cheers. Uh, OK. Let's see if we've got better luck with Rachel. Hello, Rachel. Hello. I am. Hello. are you feeling very confident now that you've heard it? Uh, I love Elton John, but you never, yeah, I get often get the words mixed up. So <laughs> here goes. Okay. And where are you, Rachel?
2: I'm in Banswich in Cheshire.
0: Lovely. And uh, is it raining there as well?
1: It's pouring down.
0: Okay. That's great to know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this, this is probably going to be the highlight of your day. Uh, all right. Uh, Rachel, let's see if you can, I'll play it one more time and let's see if you can do the missing yeah. word. Here we go. Oh no. Here we go. <laughs>
1: okay, what
0: rocket. did you think the missing word was?
1: Rocket man.
0: Well now, that's not qu uh, I'm a rocket man, rocket man
2: Need to say it
0: again you can keep saying rocket man but uh oh now they're, they're, they're looking at me through the glass we don't know what to do because you're are we saying no we're saying no. we're
3: rocket sa- rocket,
0: rocket no he's still saying no no rachel so, oh. so, we're, we're gonna roll it over to next week i'm not oh. gonna, i'm not gonna tell you what it was uh rachel you poor old thing uh do you have any plans for this sunday I'm
2: going to go and watch that film. Um, is it Haunting in Venice with a friend this afternoon? Oh,
0: what a lovely thing to do on a rainy afternoon. That's gorgeous. Yeah. Well, look, that'll cheer you up or depress you, yeah. but it'll, it'll, it'll move you in some way, Rachel. Thanks oh, for playing. Right. Sorry not Thank to give you, you the waitress goodie box, uh, but thanks okay, for playing. Bye, Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Uh, right, that's going to be a rollover. Word up a rollover. I think the first one we've ever had.
3: The Graham Norton Radio Show with Waitrose, food to feel good about.
1: Virgin Radio.
0: Now, check your calendars. Today is the 1st of October and October is Black History Month and Virgin Radio is marking the occasion with a series of shows on Sunday nights and they are presented by Michael Riley, who joins me now. Hello, welcome to the show. Hello and thank you. Uh, No, you're very (coughs) welcome. So uh, before we talk about the shows, uh, let's find out a bit about you. You have this very impressive title, uh, senior lecturer director for the Black Music Research Unit at the University of Westminster. Uh, how do you get that job? What was your journey to that job?
3: Ooh, I don't think we have long enough for that. <laughs> um, but it started in a band called Steel Pulse, which okay. is found a founder member, and vocalist, And then through various iterations uh, in terms of becoming b- band mem- various band members, uh, forming other bands, uh, writing for... Uh, different groups different labels um it's a complex journey of <laughs> record companies um producing <clears throat> uh, performing uh i ran an orchestra for five years um and that collection of projects and it includes artists like uh, the, the arrangements on soul soul's first album oh wow. morrison okay york e17 um we even did productions on uh, Wet Wet Wet. Um, There's a whole series of that type of work that made me quite a unique artist slash producer. And I was then called in as consultant to setting up the first commercial music course, which is at the, the University of Westminster.
0: And the, the people who, who take the course, what do they go on to do? Do they typically become producers or, are they, <laughs> or do they stay in academia?
3: No, uh, in fact, several of them work for this station.
0: Oh, okay. (laughs) I found (laughs) out this morning. The calls are coming from inside the building.
3: (laughs) Um, No, they're all over the uh, entertainment industry. Yeah, Okay. And we
0: first met you here at Virgin when you were putting together this playlist for Windrush 75 back in in June. So how did did that come apart And, and how do you approach something as big as that?
3: You make it small. (laughs) Um, So in terms of 75 years of artists and songs uh, being published and charting, I suggested we just reduce it to 20 songs. And we find a list that was, I I suppose, would create the least least problems, least problematic in terms of an audience saying, what have you left off? Okay. So that was it. And it was coming up with 20 artists and then just fighting the fire that, that started. (laughs)
0: <laughs> but also like you so you did it you yeah. got your 20 artists now that was back in June we're now first of October uh, are, since then have you kind of had sleepless nights going oh I should have put a, uh why did I <laughs> da, da, da. Uh,
3: the whole time because as I said it's 75 years of artists and songs and so for example we missed out uh individuals like um and name's gone straight out of my head um Blue Mink um, Madeline Bell, oh yeah, fantastic artist. Um, uh, Tasmin Archer, again, you know, not for any other reason than at the time of putting the list together, just didn't think of them. You know, there's artists like the S- South Londoners, one of the first, I'm a man and I, uh, I'm a mole and I live in a hole. Yes. Um, and so forth. These are all artists which are part of the Windrush generation that we've just forgotten about that had the, number ones.
0: Yeah yeah. yeah. You know,
3: so it's a complex complex process that I'm constantly going over and adding to at the moment.
0: So Billy Ocean kicks off tonight how important uh, is Billy Ocean to kind of a black uh, music history?
3: I think he's 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 exceptional and he's singular in terms of his sales, which I think is around about 50 million uh, as a solo artist. And I think that is significant in, in that we don't even know that. It's overlooked. I, it I, not. So do
0: I, I read yeah. it out yesterday yeah. and I was like, what?
3: Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a phenomenal artist uh, that started in the 70s and <clears throat> then had a series of hits in his own right and then working with film and so forth. Um, he uh, is also a steel pan player as well huge Cal- calypsonian um taught his daughter um and at westminster we gave him an honorary doctorate to say well we're trying to say we own you we don't
0: but <laughs>
3: it's, it's to help profile who he is yeah. and what his contribution
0: but yeah. also he must have been you know uh, that's a very nice thing to get
3: <laughs> yeah it is and he's a really really lovely person really humble about it and i think that is perhaps why we know less about him he doesn't go around screaming i've I've been so successful. But he's not alone. I mean, there's other artists. We don't realize their contribution, such as Liz Mitchell a uh, hundred million sales she's she's this attached is the lady to B- Bonien, yeah. this is one of the lead singers of Bodie M., which feeds into the narrative of Windrush if you like because uh, she's very much British very much Caribbean um, and it's she's from a band M., where the majority of musicians were Caribbean and British but we don't attribute it yeah, attribute I, was, her I,
0: to yeah I, I was saying to you that I, <laughs> all in my head always German M. or German
3: No, they're not. (laughs) We're claiming them because they are black, British, um, uh, successful uh, individuals.
0: And uh, so how did she end up in Germany? How did that happen?
3: Well, this was part of becoming uh, a member of, uh, well, there was a call out for vocalists. And the three people that got through was uh, Liz, uh, another woman whose name's Gone straight out of my head immediately.
0: Let's focus on this.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Let's focus on this. And the dancer, um, and that combination of voices is what uh, was recognised as significant, and they became the sound of Boney M. Yeah.
0: And how? I mean, was there a kind of any? Did they struggle with racism? Was that part of their journey, or was well, it, were they just making uh, hit music so people were colorblind
3: well all right oh, I'm, I'm not sure I'll go as far as colorblind this is a point in time in uh, germany where it was dance music and what you looked like was secondary to the quality of the songs i mean uh, issues like Rasputin came back with a vengeance recently as a TikTok phenomena and Bonium is huge in Russia uh, one of the few if you like black bands to go there and be really successful yeah. so I think if you sell records you're in a special bubble where racism perhaps sits just outside
0: yeah and in terms of the series who else will you be focusing
3: on we'll be looking at um, UB40 uh, within there we'll be looking at uh possibly Pauline Black um, will also be, well, I'm not sure I can say because we haven't nailed them down yet. There are a few other artists that we'll definitely be looking at.
0: Okay. I, I, I'm told my ear that Beverly Knight has confirmed. Beverly Knight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. then
3: absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I have to hail Beverly Knight from Birmingham, my hometown, Yeah. Um, will also be a key feature on the programme. I mean, her voice is insane. She's so good. She is, I think, Aretha Franklin. Um, We should put her on that kind of pedestal. She is our soul slash gospel slash musical representation in terms of black British females who've survived the industry.
0: But also she's one of those people who, like, she's a diva, but because she doesn't have any of the diva (laughs) sort of personality traits, I think we take her for granted in a way.
3: Well, again, I think if you've got a gloriously nice personality and you're approachable, you tend to be overlooked. And that's Beverly. Diva on stage, in person, just a regular nice one! yeah 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 she needs yeah. to be more demanding throw <laughs> she some needs drops, an ego. Bev. yeah throw some props
0: <laughs> um, Black History Month on Virgin Radio with Michael Riley starts tonight at 7 o'clock that's with the story of Billy Ocean and then it runs every Sunday at 7 throughout October uh, thank you so much for coming in to see us uh, it, Michael
3: it was a pleasure
0: and good luck with the shows have a great thank time thank you right. Well, and welcome back to Virgin yeah 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 Thanks so much for listening today you can catch me every saturday and sunday from 9 30 on virgin radio follow us on all our socials to keep up to date and make sure you check out our youtube channel too just look up at virgin radio uk and you'll find loads of great interviews and live sessions
3: until next time the graham norton radio show with waitrose food to feel good about virgin radio